Peace, this is John Robinson, and you're listening to DJ Rome on Psychotic Bump School, the place where education and entertainment meet at the intersection of funk and soul. Here I am, here I am, here I am now, more than 25 years past my first inquiries on culture relevant pedagogy. Culture relevant, relevant ped- pedagogy. And I find that, 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 that notion, at least my understanding and practice of it, evolving in some new and exciting ways. Hip-hop. And be an important cultural vehicle for connecting with what I've called new century students. If you're going to be what I would call a dream keeper today, you have to pay attention to the power and significance of youth culture. Of youth culture. Of youth culture. Or risk losing a generation of students. 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 Okay, y'all, we are back. KCWG, the truth.com's program's called Psychotic Bump School. I'm DJ Rome. And ladies and gentlemen, we have an amazing panel here right now. And uh, two of these cats have been here before. One is here for the very first time. I uh, met him a long time ago, so I'm excited to bring y'all this discussion about hip-hop and education. First of all, I want to bring back this good brother. Y'all remember this brother. He was here a few weeks ago. Maybe it's been a couple months ago now when we lost our beautiful good brother, Shock G. Uh, this good brother is an educator and activist in the Bay Area of California. So, ladies and gentlemen, please help me welcome back <laughs> to Psychotic Bump School, the good brother, Mr. Naru Quina. Mr. Quina, are you there? going on? Yeah, I'm here, man, out here in Oakland, man. And yes, delighted sir. to be here today, brother. Hey, man, thank you for being here. Also want to welcome back. This good brother was here just really just literally a few weeks ago. He's got a new project out called King JR available right now on Bandcamp. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back to Psychotic Bump School. Our good brother, Mr. John Robinson. Mr. Robinson, are you there? Yes. One, two. Peace to the world. Peace to you. (laughs) Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you for being back here, John. And last but not least, this good brother and I, he hooked up with my crew way back Oh man, uh, must have been 05, early 2000s. This good brother is a legendary producer. He's worked with the likes of Most Def, uh, Talib Kweli, The Black Star Project. And uh, he's done some amazing EPs and independent releases and solo artist releases throughout the years. He's a legendary, phenomenal uh, beat maker, but he is also highly invested into this world of education and music. So ladies and gentlemen, please welcome for the very first time to Psychotic Bump School, our good brother, Dr. Jason Rawls, Mr. J. Rawls. Mr. Rawls, are you there? Yo, yo, what's going on? How's everybody feeling? Oh, we cool and the gang, good brother. I hope that doesn't <laughs> age me too much. Everybody old enough to remember some cool in the gang, right? Yes, um, Come on, come on. Indeed, and in indeed. fact, John, I, don't, I know Jason, you're originally from Ohio, right? Yes, I am from Columbus, Ohio. There you go. And John, you are too? No, I'm originally from the Bronx, New York. That's right. That's what it is. And can't you hear it in his voice, man? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Come on. Man, he, he's got that jazz. Doesn't he have that jazzy drawl, though? It's like Mr. Robinson. No, it's funny. A- I saw a meme the other day. It's like New Yorkers don't have accents. Everyone else does. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like that's what Ryan Coogler said, Naru, when they were talking to him when Black Panther came out. And he was like, yo, that's just my Oakland accent. And You're people right, from man. California, we don't think we have an accent either. You know, it's crazy. <laughs> wow. Our hey, dead giveaway is anytime we say hella, they know. Ah, there it is. There it <laughs> is. Wow. Well, I really appreciate you cats coming aboard here. Uh, you know what? There's There's been this interesting fusion of music and hip hop. And 
I don't think up until uh, recently, I'm really starting to see it at the higher levels of academia. So I want to talk to uh, Mr. J. Rawls first. Good brother. Uh, can you talk to us a little bit how John and you came together since I had John here a little while ago? How in the world did John and you come together, not only musically, but in this world of education? Can you talk to us about that a little bit? Yeah, sure. So I, um, I met, I met John really through the music with, uh, Talib Kweli in New York City at, uh, Fat Beats. Kweli told me, hey, you need to get this album. Uh, and, and I picked up the, uh, Science of Life record and, and I was a fan of the music. So uh, we met later, you know, in the physical and, and we just we had a lot in common musically. So, you know, we, we did a few verses, songs, you know, some little things together. And then one day we were just really building like, yo, we should do an album together. And we, we ended up coming up with um, an ode to jazz called the 1960s Jazz Revolution again. Yes, sir. And that that right there really was our uh, introduction as a crew. And since both of our initials were J.R., we just called ourselves J-R, J-A-Y-A-R-E. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, um, you know, and then, um, you know, fast forward, we're, we're, we're both in education, but we're not really talking about it as much, you know, um, but we were on tour and we were in the hotel in L.A. just building and talking about life and everything. And we start discussing our students. And mm -hmm. so we realized that our students, John has students in Brooklyn, New York, and I have students in Columbus, Ohio. But they're all they all do similar things culturally, uh, culturally, they, they do similar things. And we're wondering why? How does that happen? What where does that come mm -hmm. from? So mm -hmm. um, I think, it, you know, our, our journey on uh, creating YCP and all these things about cultural pedagogy is, is just um, it came out of those questions like our students, that kind of thing. Oh, wow. How about that? John, what do you recall about that? How accurate is that what uh, Mr. Rawls just said? It's right on point. And I would say to add to that and really further it, at the time Rawls was writing his dissertation and he was passing along all these different articles and this research and, you know, from dynamic scholars in the field. So me being in New York City at the time, I was under a co-teaching model with classroom teachers and really helping them better connect, engage and get these academic subjects to be more palatable for the students in front of them, um, mostly by using pop culture references and things that young people connect and relate to. But a lot of the intel Rawls was sharing with me empowered my situation in real time. I felt the difference. I felt more empowered, but even more, I started to realize, wow, when I'm in the teacher's lounge and I'm around all these other educators, no one else is reading or researching or watching anything to empower their practice and get better. Mm, All they wow. do is complain about, you know, the students. And mm. that kind of set my mind in the tone of, no, 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 we're the adults. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, we have to fix this. If it doesn't go well, and then, you know, just all these correlations with my hip hop life and mm. performance life started to shine in the classroom space. How about that? See, we, you and I didn't get into that very much the last time you were here, John. So can I level set this for the audience a little bit? I work at a high school. John, what level are you at? Middle school. Look at that. And Mr. Rawls, obviously, you're uh, at the higher ends, echelons of... Uh, I am college. now, but I did I did um, uh, 17 years K-12. I've taught fourth grade up to 12th, so... Man, I had no uh, idea. Yeah, wow. so I, I did that, and now I'm in, I'm in higher ed, but 
Yeah, so I'm with you guys. Absolutely. Mr. Quana, and what level are you at? Well, I, I I was in kindergarten, first grade, and then I ran after school programs as well. So wow. I've been an educator for over 30 years. I, 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 was, I started when I was in my 20s. So mm -hmm. um, I was going to just ask these brothers, man, how do y'all balance the music and being in the classroom? Like, those are really like two full-time careers. Tell me about it. How do you guys do that? Uh, either one of you can go first. It's a great question. Um, I'll set it off and say, I'm no longer in the classroom currently. The last year and a half has flipped that on its head, you know, created yeah. a couple companies with colleagues, uh, Youth Culture Power with Jay Rawls and myself being one of them. And it allowed me to really envision the work in an entirely different angle and more from a remote space and in person, but not necessarily in classrooms. Working with Jay Rawls, we've been working with a lot of teachers and administrators behind the scenes so that they can take a lot of these findings and experience and intel into their schools and classrooms to activate. You know, mm -hmm. so that's been a powerful experience. But to answer your question directly, at the time that I was in the classroom and still an artist, I I didn't separate the two that much. You know, I felt like, like what I was just saying, I felt like my artists and hip hop life validated me being in the space because I was there for disruptive purposes in a good ah. way, you know, like literally. And the whole point was- um, What do you, you mean know, by that, disruptive purposes? Like I started out on a high school level. Middle school ended up being the sweet spot of just where I learned the most. Mm. But I started in the high school level and the disruption was there were a lot of super seniors in New York City who were stuck in high school because of mm. standardized exams, the regents. Yes. Wow. Math, ELA, uh, mostly math, science and ELA was just, you know, locking these kids in. They couldn't get out of high school. So I entered in with the perspective of how do I relate things that they need to know for this exam to their lives and their realities, their culture and their mindset so that they could understand these concepts better. So things like hierarchy and social uh, societies to a deck of cards, they all play spades. They know mm -hmm. the hierarchy of the cards. Mm -hmm. Now putting the French connection into a deck of cards or you know, world wars is now becoming rap beef or social media beef and all the, you know, nuances that go with the social media beef that they can easy, easily explain, connect that to the academic concepts of world wars and those nuances. Right. And now they'll never forget it because they learned it from what they know. Right. That's, right. that's the way to do it. John, but John, I was kind of more thinking about like if you had to do a tour or something like that, like how, how does that work as far as being educated? Were you just set uh, in, 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 in your area and you weren't touring at the time while you were teaching or did you have to like leave sometime? That's, I was kind of curious about that aspect. I did, no, another great question. Um, I was in, a, like I said, this was a disruptive scenario, specialized, <laughs> you know? Like I always told the students, 20 years from now, y'all gonna be like, oh yeah, that's the thing. I used to learn like that, you know? Like seriously, y'all are part of a revolution going on in real time. But to answer your question, I would, I would leverage the fact that I was traveling and use it as a power. Everywhere I went, 
And the places I remember going during being in the classroom, places like Japan, places like Australia, um, definitely in Europe a few times. And what I would do is send the substitute video to play for the class. Nice. Time nice. I was gone. And show them where I was and show them my outside world, et cetera. But even talk to the principal about what this was doing for the class and how it was, you know, when I get back to school, I would have to shut down the whole class just for questions. Mm. Or wanting to see pictures and video and the, and it gave me just a different connection. With Classroom chatter, it all matters. Listen with an open ear, hear the magic. So tragic, too many educators frustrated. Some say they hate it, others get updated. So blatant, just tune into the voices aggravated. We gotta activate it, state it, and translate it. And mostly just listen. Well, not mostly just listen. This for my educators here for the long stay. Shine with positive vibes, they go a long way. I never tell my students shut up or be quiet. Instead, I listen to the blueprints they're supplying. Work first understand this is their voice, their expression. The same chatter is what taught me these lessons. I learned things like who barely slept last night because their parents are having issues and had a real big fight. Right? Classroom chatter. It all matters. Listen with an open ear. Hear the magic. So tragic. Too many educators frustrated. Some say they hate it. Others get updated. So blatant. Just tune into the voices aggravated. We gotta activate it, state it, and translate it. And mostly just listen. Well, not. Mostly just listen. Well, this is KCWG, the truth.com's program's called Psychotic Bump School. I'm DJ Rome. That was the good brother, Dr. Jason Rawls. J. Rawls, y'all. We're also joined by the good brother, Mr. John Robinson, Mr. Robinson. And my co-host for this segment is the good brother, educator, Mr. Quina, Naru Quina, out of the Bay Area, California. Well, uh, John and you have been talking quite a bit about YCP. Which one of y'all want to go into that before we go into the specific curriculum happening at Ohio Patton College, I believe it's called? Is it called Patton yeah, College? Patton College of Education. Yeah, I'll yes. let John talk about YCP and I'll talk about the Patton College. Yes, sir. YCP goes back to exactly what Rawls was saying early on in some of our earlier conversations just merging our worlds of music and education, one of the things that fascinated us the most was the seamless communication between young people across the world, really, but we couldn't put our finger on it. Like we couldn't see how they were communicating in this way, but it also reminded us of how we were able to do the same before the internet and before there was you know, this level of technology to communicate with but then it's also leveled up to really understanding that young people are creators of culture that we leverage, live from, have graduated with, i.e., you know, how people use emojis and SMS mm. abbreviations. That's young people creation. You know, we right. wouldn't be LOLing and SMHing and OMGing if it weren't for youth culture. Mm. But then it became, oh, wow, there's a power in this that's not being valued. Young people have this cultural capital that they walk into spaces with all day long. Mm -hmm. And especially if you're from a certain hood, you've been improvising your whole life for survival, just in general. So of course, if you could connect to this academic subject in a real way that relates to you, you could ace it with no problem. Mm -hmm. And it became, okay, so how do we leverage this communication into pedagogy 
and share it through our findings with other educators to create this path of really seriously valuing young people, all of them, understanding that, no, 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 they have a brilliance. No, 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 they're next level. Yes, they are cut from this cloth of technology that we're speaking about. Mm. And they're faster, they're more efficient in a lot of ways, but we're not pointing them to the brilliance. We're not highlighting it. We're not giving them a positive relationship with learning and school and mm -hmm. it's important. And then we wonder why they run the other way. Yeah. See themselves. So that's that's the essence of YCP. Absolutely. Absolutely. Good brother Rawls, you pick up from there. What's happening with uh, at Patton? Uh, talk to us about that program going on there. Sure. Well, so so here's where we are. Um, I actually was um, I graduated from the Patton College of Education, Ohio University with my doctorate in 2017. Right and so I went back in 2019 to do a, um, a, a seminar on hip hop based education and youth culture pedagogy, et cetera. And, um, you know, um, the powers that be there, the dean, uh, the assistant dean, several others approached me and said, hey, this is something revolutionary. We think it's important for teachers, uh, pre-service teachers to learn about these types of things. And they realized that a change was needed. And so um, they asked me to come on board and help uh, work on, and we actually created a steering committee to work on these pro uh, these projects. But the HOPE program stands for Hip Hop Ohio Patent Education. And what it is, is basically, it's the first hip hop based education program in a college of education anywhere in, any, in the United States. So there's wow. there's sprinkles of classes everywhere, but mm -hmm. nobody has a program and we have a program now in Athens, Ohio. So I need everybody to spread the word so that everybody knows this is where we are headed. And I think this is an important step for hip hop based education. Um, and then the wow. Brothers Rise program is something that we're also doing. And it's something reminiscent of uh, Call Me Mister at Clemson. In the state of Ohio, we have less than 1% of our teachers in the state are African-American males. Less than 1%. Think about that. That's crazy. Yes. You know, um, and so where we are with it is, okay, so we're actually working to recruit, retain, and help graduate African-American males in the Patton College of Education. So we have a program that we're going to work with them. We're going to nurture them. We're going to make sure... Um, you know, they get through all the pitfalls of, of college and et cetera. And, um, you know, we're, we're just trying some do, new things. Absolutely. I'm not mad at you, man. So to actively recruit for people to enroll into this program, do you have to go down to the high schools to, to talk to students, aspiring juniors and seniors to encourage them to consider a program such as this? We're going to the high schools. We go to the community centers. We go to churches. Um, we're building wherever black males are or, or their champions. That's where we're going. Wow. Well, champions abound. And uh, wow. Because, yeah, I was thinking as I was listening to you speak, I was thinking that, they, yeah, I've heard of courses such as this at the, you know, just courses, individual courses. But this is embedded into an actual teacher program. Yes. Like people who are training to be teachers. Ladies and gentlemen, I think I, I need you to understand the significance of this. You said this is the only one in the country of its kind. It doesn't kind, exist. Right? Doesn't it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. Most most deans and, and, and around different camp, college campuses aren't aren't willing to go this far. 
And our dean, Renee Middleton, she was. And that's, I'm, I'm, I give her her props. We're taking it to the next level. Well, Mr. Quinnad, this is definitely next level. We got, I mean, you say less than 1%. It's like, we got four brothers in here, right here, right now, who all work in education. And we know how we, when we go to our respective campuses, Mr. Quinnad, we don't see very many people that look like us, right? And so what, what are your thoughts on, just because I'm just thinking, just seeing Mr. Robinson and Dr. Rawls heading a class, and even in your experience, I mean, that immediately is, it's on putting, not off putting, on putting. I just made that up. No, I like that. I like that. <laughs> because it's like there, you, you, you break the barrier of the imposter syndrome, right? Because you have built in credibility with students who you don't have to worry about having to prove yourself or being exposed as a fraud. All that's gone. Those barriers are gone. Mr. Quinn, I'm just wanting to get your thoughts. What do you think? Man, I, I love it. I mean, you know, for me, it's it's never been really uh, an issue since I was working in the private school sector. I had full control over all my own curriculum. I didn't have to follow any guidelines. There was no testing. There were no there were no uh, grades in, in the school I worked at in Berkeley. So I've always had a different experience and I've always been free to bring in the, the classroom whatever I wanted to. And um, so I'm, I'm really delighted. I, I, I was looking, I see they have a book out and everything. I'm like, juice, yeah, man. man. I see They're the brother Christopher did the foreword. I, I met that <laughs> brother before. It's, I'm ready. I'm about to jump on the book and, 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 and see what right. the deal is. Because, I mean, I've long, I, I've, I stumbled upon teaching hip hop by accident. I'm teaching with hip hop by accident. Mm. I mean, because I, you know, when you're, in, when you're in a private school sector, and let's say I was, this was in the uh, 90s. I was really trying to keep my hip hop separate from my teaching because I was like, no, nah, they're not going to accept this. You know, I was like thing. one of the only, mm -hmm. I was, I was the only black teacher at the school at the time. I'm like, yep, they're not going to really, but, but, but something happened at recess one day, my students who were five and six were singing. I don't know if y'all remember this song. You ain't nothing but a hoochie mama. Anybody remember that one? I oh, don't, man. but I get it. Man, yeah, and, and, we get it. <laughs> and, and I was like, my first thing was I'm about to like stop him from singing it. But then like just John, when you were speaking earlier, it was it was similar to that. I'm like, let me let me see what these children are doing over here. Mm. Brother, they they knew the whole song about three and a half to four minutes. Wow. Word for word. Yep. And I was teaching science to them at the time and they were bored out of their minds. Mm. And I was like, look. If I can put these science lessons in the hip hop form, they're gonna learn these lessons. It's gonna lock in just like we lock in the alphabet. We all go back and say the ABCs to remember what letter comes after the other. It's, it's you know, it's embedded in our heads. And, and, and literally that's how I began teaching. And they were, the, the, but once the, uh, the, the parents were the ones who advocated for me, the other teachers weren't so keen on it, but the parents, once I, I, I went home, I was doing music. I um, gave all my students a CD. I made a 10 song uh, CD about the human body. The parents, they it were blown away. It was very dope too. I, saw, they, I checked out some of it too. It was very dope. They, av they advocated for me to be able to do that in the classroom, but I don't know if I would have been able to get away with that in the public setting. So to hear that this university is, I'm blown away, brother. This is Ooh. so amazing. And I, I want to help support it and move it Thank you. In any direction that you, you want to see it go in. I'm, I'm also a grant writer. So, you know, it, I'm, I'm down to get help, get funding for to put it in other areas. It is I'm 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 sold on this, bro. Wow. Thank you. 
Yeah, yeah that's tight. Mr. Quinasso, the public school setting you anticipated, you probably would have had more challenges. So John and Jason, um, what, what did you have any obstacles to overcome in order to get this? Did you have to overcome the skepticism of people who were naysayers, who questioned the validity and the power and the palpability of a curriculum such as this? What did you have to overcome in order to make this real? You always have to overcome uh, skepticism, uh, no matter what you're doing, especially if it's different um, or something yep. that that's a change. Um, you know, there, there's there's been uh, small naysayers, but it's not. You know, this will be the first semester that I'm teaching the course. The first okay. course is uh, introduction to hip hop based education, um, and this will be the first semester, fall 2021. So, um, I'm sure we'll have our naysayers. Uh, come back. Let's let's talk again in December, and I'll I'll, I'll let you, you know. What I'm saying I'll let you know yeah. who said it wasn't going to work, or it's this, or it's that. But you know, at this point, um, you know that that's that comes without saying. Anytime you do hip hop, it, it, everything is you know people fight every step of the way. So we're right. not we're not really even worried about that. But you know, yeah. we keep it moving. Absolutely. So this, I mean, this is a graduate program, right? So it's not. This isn't an elective. Undergraduate. Right? Under, this is an undergrad. So undergraduate. Oh, and it then, is. These are um, the way I'm writing them now. I'm actually in the process <laughs> right now of uh, what we call in the state of Ohio is making it a tag uh, course, which means that any college in the state of Ohio, uh, there's it will uh, mesh with their curriculum basically. So this is the this class is going to take over for the regular introduction to teaching. So my class is uh, EDTE 1010 and the regular class is EDTE 1000. So my class will take everything that you need to know to be a teacher in the state of Ohio and add in culturally relevant pedagogy and hip hop based pedagogy and, um, and also um, youth culture pedagogy. So that's, nice. that's what we're doing. We're adding on. So basically you're gonna get everything that you need to be a teacher Plus, you're going to get some culturally relevant aspects as well. Absolutely. So are they making it a requirement or is it considered an elective? It's a it's a choice. You can take either the the hip hop based education or take the regular strand of education. Mm. You see what I'm saying? So we're yeah. setting it up to basically see which one students are going to going to go to. What are they going to oh. what are they going to kind of kind of pick? Uh, and I have no doubt what they're going to pick once, you know, once the word gets out and we oh, get it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, I, are they going to give man? Okay, so yeah, that's why I definitely want to have you back in December because I want to make I, I want them to give this a chance to work and a chance to blossom because nothing is going to necessarily hit the ground running immediately Correct. and be Correct. at top speed right away. You know what I'm saying? Correct. Well, I, have, I have two I have two sections of it and they're both already filled. Oh, so look at that. A good, that's a good sign. That is good. So, how many students can enroll in one course at a time? Uh, twenty. They they capped it at twenty five. Okay. Uh, I'm actually about to advocate for 30 in each class because I have um, I have students uh, emailing me already asking, can they get in? So we have um, an online version of the course and a face to face and the online so far can only have Ohio University students in Athens. However, we're working on it so that we can uh, be able to open this to students all over the country. That's the goal. Brother Rawls, I'd like to ask, uh, is this course something that you are going to have ownership over or the university is going to uh, own this this uh, course? It's basically uh, ownership by me. However, um, the, the university gets first crack at it, but it, it's all it's all of my um, 
uh, work and, and based on, on research uh, from me and John as well. So um, we can we can still uh, copy this and take it to other universities. Respect. That's that's a great thing. And one more question. Yes, I sir. wanted to just hear a little bit more about how what aspects of hip hop you are using uh, to incorporate in, in this model. Sure. The first thing that um, we teach. So we start the course. I mean, and I'm actually looking at the syllabus. I start the course with a um, a look at um, first, do you want to be a teacher and why? We talk about that. And then we talk about the roots of U.S. education. So we take it back to the colonial period, um, to the early national period, uh, to, to some of the, the, the land ordinances of uh, 1785, some of the reasons that we have separation of church and state, uh, some of the reasons that we have um, uh, the way that high schools were, were formulated. Uh, in the late 17, early 1800s. So we go there and then we take it to a, um, a quick um, week long discussion of the origin of hip hop. And we talk about hip hop. So they learn about the elements because I can't teach you about hip hop based education and you don't know who Africa Bambata is and you don't know who Cool Herc is and you don't understand about the 1977 blackout and why that was important to the spread of hip hop. Um, so we go, I, I go in, I go in and I teach them about hip hop. And then we move into culturally relevant pedagogy. Um, we talk about uh, everything from classroom management to um, uh, the code, uh, the ethics, the code and constitution, school governance, laws and uh, school finance. So we get into everything. Thank you. Classroom that, that, management. Brilliant. brilliant. So, Mr. Quinnah, Mr. Robinson, Dr. Rawls, I was a substitute teacher. I forgot to mention that. So when you would when you would be absent, Mr. Robinson, I'd be filling in for you. Right. And so nothing would stick in my crawl so much is to see out of control classrooms. So when I hear Dr. Rawls talking about they're actually teaching classroom management, I'm like, thank you. It's like they see me coming. Well, first of all, all of us, when we go to our respective campuses, people are happy to see us. Not only will they sometimes want to send us, I mean, maybe not in your case right now, currently, Dr. Rawls, but I'm just imagining throughout your careers, at some point, if they see you're the black male teacher on campus, they're sending you the behavior uh, students, the ones oh, that need gosh. extra supervision and need that oh, stern. Oh, <laughs> right? I think that's all of us, that's all of us, yeah. Exactly, exactly. So. Classroom management is, is such a. How does that play into hip hop, though? I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm. I think it's great. I, I've been waiting for this. I'm gonna let John. I'm gonna let John break that down. Yeah, we got, we got a theory on that. Go ahead, John. Oh yes, please. Absolutely. Um, well, classroom management starts with four letters: C A R E, and it's four tenement tenets of YCP, right? Mm. Care. You got to care first. I love the fact that uh, Dr. Roll said, you know, we start out by asking, why do you want to be a teacher? You know, seriously, why do you want to be a teacher? Why do you want to get into this field? Because in real time, it's hard to fake that, you know, like right. it's hard to fake that and say something that's just, you know, uh, what people want to hear. Right. Right. But I'll say all that to say, um, listening with an open ear, like listen to your students, but more so care, show this level of care through many different uh, facets, but understand too that 
your job is to really be a, a learner of your students. That's right. You should be learning who they are outside of just their first and last name, et cetera. But again, put them in the driver's seat more often than not, meaning allow them to own how they learn. You mm -hmm. know, I'll give a quick example on how this hit me in real time and how I discovered this right in class. You know, um, I didn't necessarily go to a school to learn these things. So long story short, I'm in class and I would always use these attention getters or call and response, right? To bring everyone, uh, you know, to attention so that I could get the, get to the next step of what we're learning. And my go-to was always, when I say my check, say one, two, one, two, my check, one, two, one, two, right? Mm -hmm. And one day, one of my students says, Mr. JR, ah, that's so old school. <laughs> and then I literally say, okay, so what would you do if you set off a call and response? What would you right. do? How you rock a party? <laughs> and she stood up in the middle of the class and said, Red Robin, and the whole class said, yum. <laughs> blew my mind for a couple reasons. There were no Red Robins in New York at mm. all. So none of them ever been there. They just knew the commercial. But then also it was because she made it up and it was from their peer group, mm -hmm. they owned it in a different way and it worked and became more effective because wow. it was theirs, they chose it. And mm -hmm. I think that's a part of, that's the deeper level of classroom management, those connections and relationships. If you don't really have this real connection with your students, you can't manage them. Absolutely. And this is a different level of genius that we're dealing with here. Yes. These students have, you know, they're us with technology that speeds it up even more. You know what I'm yes. saying? So it's yes. like, come on, they, their lens is so deep and they don't get the credit and, wow. you know, true uh, value for what they do in this world and how they think and what they already come to the class with. But I'll say, yeah, it starts with those relationships, connections and care. That's the true layer of classroom management that you start with. Man, Dr. Rawls, uh, Mr. Robinson just mentioned care like several times. How well did he capture the theory that you were talking about before he started speaking? Well, he helped write it, so. Absolutely. <laughs> he, he, he captured it very well. It's, it's about culture, um, creating an affable learning environment, um, building strong, positive relationships with students, and also a concept that we have called egalitarian classroom. So if you think about your classroom as a government, you know, do you want to be an autocracy? Do you want to be a democracy? Um, we suggest an egalitarian style, which is um, when a king or a queen believes that their subjects are equal to them. And that's what we're talking about. So respect your students enough to give them student voice, to let them uh, have input like John mentioned with the uh, the Red Robin story. And mm -hmm. once you do that, you build those kind of things where you have relationships. So when you come in, uh, Rome, and, and come in to, to substitute for my class, my <laughs> class isn't going to wild out on you because they they respect me enough to be like, mm. come on. You know what I'm saying? So they're not going to wild out on you because they don't want to disappoint me and let me down. And, and, and it's more of a... Um, 
it's not necessarily that we're I'm going to punish him or do something right. like that. It's just when I come back, we're going to have it. We're going to get in a cipher and we're going to talk like, yo. Exactly. So Mr. Rome told me y'all was wilding out, man. What's going on <laughs> with that, man? See, y'all let me down, B. Yeah, I feel exactly. bad. Like, what's how, how can we rectify this? What can we do? Right. My bad, Mr. Rawls. You know, my man, we, uh-huh. we that kind of thing. So we, we uh-huh. build a relationship so we don't have to, to be punitive. Whew. Man, if I were subbing, I, man, first, I was a sub for 14 years and I loved it. And I know for without a doubt, if I were subbing for any of you cats, I would have <laughs> no problems. I'd have no problems. And trust, I would be writing a, you know, you, you come back and read those beautiful teacher notes, how well the class did or which period was acting up and were you able to get to everything on the lesson plan and yeah. were you able to implement and pass out the work? Did you assign the homework as it was left? you know, for you by the teacher, all that stuff. But I, I'm guaranteed that I would have no problems. Well, Mr. Quina, this is Dr. Jason Rawls and Mr. John Robinson. They're a part of a collective as a, a hip hop conglomerate, uh, collectively just called JR. Uh, they got this youth culture power book and I just put that up a second ago. And they have this amazing curriculum where Dr. Rawls is uh, teaching hip hop and education at the collegiate level. I cannot thank y'all enough for being here. What's the best way for us to, Dr. Rawls, get more people aware of this? Can they go to a website? Can they contact John or you, Mr. Robinson or you? What's the best way for people to follow up on all this? Well, you know, the best way is going to be if you go to Ohio, um, www.ohio.edu slash hope program, H-O-P-E. Um, that, that'll give you information on that. You can also reach out uh, to me if you're interested in the HOPE program at Rawls at Ohio.edu. And, uh, and I'll let John break down, you know, uh, all of our YCP because we got the book. Y'all got to come check out the book. Yes, sir. Let me, see, let me see if I can put that up. Go ahead, Mr. Robinson. Absolutely. Yeah, I was going to say um, definitely check us out online. Uh, the website is It's JR. I-T-S-J-A-Y-A-R-E.com. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, we have connection to the book there, the album, and other content that basically describes a lot of what Rawls will be doing this semester at OU and a way to connect with us directly there. If you're on social media, we're also on IG. Same thing. It's J-R-Y-C-P. So at I-T-S-J-A-Y-A-R-E-Y-C-P. And you could connect with us there. And it's a really exciting time for us. Um, our next update of the site, et cetera, will include, uh, we have an upcoming online, uh, online course based on the Youth Culture Power book mm-hmm. and album. We also have an audiobook version of the book launching very soon as well as an activity guide that's a companion to the book that's not only suggesting several different activities for teachers to put in their arsenal and try out, but also challenging teachers to come with us on this ride to slowly but surely develop this mindset to fish for yourself, Mm. get in space. How do you tap in? How do you better understand? How are you a white teacher who becomes an ally more so than appropriating culture. How do you center hip hop culture and youth culture in your room, even if you're not connected enough enough to be a practitioner yourself, you know? And these are the things that 
we'll be sharing in this uh, companion, the activity guide, which is very exciting. So hit us up. If this is something you resonate with, we're always down to build, connect, and what I like to call build pyramids, things that'll be here long after we are. So we're building pyramids. Yes, a monument in your honor. Absolutely. Well, I sure appreciate you all, man. Dr. Jason Rawls, Mr. John Robinson, my good brother, Naru Kwana is also here. Good brother. See, this is why I needed you here, man. These cats, man, they're, they're my reflection. You know, they're, they're everything that I aspire to be as an educator long-term. And I just want to be like them when I grow up. And I mean <laughs> that I'm being silly, but I mean it because this is where it's at y'all. Uh, Mr. Kwana, final thoughts from you. Brother, first and foremost, I just want to say thank you to both the brothers for, you know, you don't have to be in the classroom, you're doing hip hop, you have some pretty, you know, outstanding careers, you know, outside of this. So this shows that you both really care about our, no our children out here. So I just wanted to first foremost say thank you for doing that. And um, this is only the beginning. I could see uh, we're actually having our own schools. You know, we need to get back to that at some point. So I can see this as a foundation for actually building uh, our own schools and and running the whole curriculum not just having one one course but running a whole curriculum and um i i believe this uh start you guys have done it is is gonna just take off man on, on many different levels so again just just thank you brothers and uh, again i want to be able to uh help you in any way i can so we'll we'll get connected after this and um we'll, we'll keep this moving well, that's our show, y'all. Psychotic Bump School is the place where education and entertainment meet at the intersection of funk and soul. My name is DJ Rome, and you know we're here every Monday evening from 5.30 p.m. to 7 p.m. Pacific time. Check back with us. We shall return next week. Also want to thank our very special guests for the evening, Lori Peacock, Aaron Wiley-Sands, Jeffrey Keller, my good brother, Mr. Naru Kwana. Thank you for holding it down with me. John Robinson, and of course, Jay Rawls, Dr. Jason Rawls. Also want to send a very special shout out to Mr. Frank Starks, who is the Iron Man behind the board. And we're out of here, y'all. Take care.